Hey, Facebook, it's Friday, and we are really excited. We have Lisa, who is going to talk a little bit about Montessori. You might be thinking it's only for the younger children, but stay with us while we learn the benefit for our older adults, because it's going to be really interesting and such a necessity during our COVID era. And before we dive in, I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors and supporters, Assured Partners, wonderful when it comes to providing insurances and other important elements for our long-term care industry. Heartland Pharmacy, a great resource for our long-term care communities to support our residents with their medication needs. Fading Memories, a must listen to when working with a loved one who is living with Alzheimer's and dementia and Routinify, the next step in providing monitoring care and assistance within the home remotely so that we can check on our older adults while also making sure they are able to check in with us. And as always, I want to give a big thank you to Serenity. They are doing revolutionary things during the COVID era by keeping our families connected through HIPAA compliant technology. So before we dive in, I want to say a big thank you to Lisa and Kathy. It is amazing to see you as always. It's been a couple weeks, and I know that. I apologize. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to the ever-famous and wonderful Catherine Lawrence. Oh, Francis, it's so fun. I miss you, and we haven't had a Facebook Live for at least two or three weeks now. Yes, I'm pretty I know. excited. Yeah, glad to be back. But I think everyone needed a break. You know, it's been it's it's I uh, heard a, a client of mine yesterday talk about battle fatigue. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people are going through. So, mm -hmm. you know, our hearts are with everyone out there yes. right now. Um, and so today we're really excited to talk with Lisa Armeo. Our, our yep. Properly. Yes. So yes. we had a great conversation with Lisa a few weeks ago about what she's doing with intergenerational learning, applying the principles of Montessori with our older adults. So Lisa, why don't you share a little bit about who you are, your background, and what brought you to this point in your life? All right. Just cut me off if I get long winded. I, <laughs> I, I love to talk. Um, so I have been in Montessori leadership in the Denver community for the last 25 plus years. So Montessori's really been my professional life, my whole grown up life. Um, I found Montessori because it's such a respectful way to treat children and it, it treats them as individuals. And we really focus in Montessori early childhood on what the children want to do because when they are doing something that they are excited about doing they're more engaged and they'll do it for a longer amount of time they'll do it with more heart all those things so fast forward 25 years um well fast forward not quite that far um my mother had a stroke um 14 years before she died and it took away her ability to speak and she lived in this little silent shell for 14 years and the only time that I really saw her at peace and when I felt like she was engaging at all was when my children were around. And at that point, my kids were little, like five and eight or something. Um, anyway, so that was always in my mind that she was so happy with them and her whole attitude changed with them. 
Um, and then I was busy in my life and I was doing Montessori leadership, which is really takes a lot of time. And somehow about three years ago, out of the blue, I, I truly don't remember how it happened, but I came across a video for um, an intergenerational learning community in Seattle, Washington, that is a daycare um, and uh, assisted living long-term facility. They have it all in Seattle. And I flew to Seattle to see it. And I was, they were kind enough to let me spend a whole day there. I was there all day long. And I was not at all familiar with aging adult care or community care or long-term care. I don't even, I still don't even have all the terms right because it wasn't my thing. I'm an early childhood person. But for some reason, that connection of little children and adults really called to me. So I was in Seattle and I loved, I loved the, interaction with the generations but i noticed that even though they built it in a way so that the aging adults that lived there could there were wheelchair ramps like it was totally accessible to the aging adults but none of them went into the daycare and mm. i couldn't i couldn't under so when they brought the children to the adults there was great interaction i mean stuff that melted my heart but the adults never took advantage of the kids being there they didn't go watch them do art Anyway, so I, they allowed me to talk to a lot of the people and they were like, it's just too loud and too crazy. Mm. And I, I don't, it's too much. Sure. So all that my Montessori brain, and I don't know if either, anyone out there has ever been in a Montessori classroom, but even in a toddler or a three to six classroom, it is quiet yep. and calm and orderly and just, truly so beautiful and calm. So all I could think about, sorry, all I could think about on the trip home was if that was a Montessori school, I bet the aging adults would go in because it would be calm. It's not crazy. It's so calm. Yeah. Did you have a question? So no, I was, I was echoing what you said. My, my child uh, was raised through Montessori for the first probably four or five years. I think somewhere around there. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And and the environment matters so much because it also helps the kids learn when they're a little bit quieter, right? right. But the orderly aspect of it, and, and what I'm hearing is you came away from that saying, okay, I'm gonna run an experiment kind of. I'm gonna test this theory that Montessori activities there would, would produce a different result for the older adults. Is that right? Well, I really came away from it thinking at first, just to be honest, that the that all I wanted to do was something intergenerational. Like my mm. my focus was really on children and getting children to be with the adults in a in an environment that the adults would find positive and not chaotic. So I came home and just did a Google search on Montessori for dementia, and it exists. It is mm -hmm. out there. People are doing it. Um, in the UK, in France, in South Africa. I mean, it in UK, in the in Australia, it's huge. Um, there's models of care, of adult care that use Montessori pedagogy or philosophy. Mm -hmm. So I found it. I flew to New York in within three weeks and um, did a year-long training with Jennifer Brush. Um, she was my um, trainer and I became a certified practitioner for Montessori for aging and dementia. And that's really so as with everything that's happened in my life, I, I get to it through children. 
So that's how I got to this point was in order to get my certification, obviously I had to work with aging adults with dementia and come up with Montessori materials and activities. And for all 10 of my clients that I worked with for a whole year, and then I was able to do gather the data and document the progress. And it was really, it was a great, very busy, but great year. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think this is a great kind of question is I like to throw this out to our, our audience is share your Montessori experiences because I think it's really important that we kind of begin to stir this up a little bit and make it more mainstream, right? Because right now you hear Montessori and the first thought is, oh, it's it's children, right? It's, it's young kids. And and there it does exist for those living with any challenges, right? It's right. And I'm a big believer that we're people first, diagnoses second. Right, yeah. so it's, I'm li- you're a person living with dementia, a person living with X, right? It's not demented person or dementia patient, because that's ster- that's giving too much credit to the disease itself, right? Yeah. And I think that's what you know. That's kind of what I want to talk a little more about is why Montessori. What are the benefits that we have for it when we are talking about someone that might have physical cognitive challenges and are getting and are getting a little older? So what what I found with Montessori for aging adults, especially those with memory loss, is so similar to what I found working with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying in any way that I believe aging adults with dementia, living with dementia are childlike oh, at of all. Of course. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that they're, they're human beings with an interest level. They, it's, it's fascinating. So I always use the story that um, I am not a group participator, so I would not be down for playing bingo or doing some sort of group activity. I never have been. Um, It's just not who I am. It's not my thing. Um, So if I found myself living with dementia and in group care and the activity was always a group activity, I would feel really, that would be really hard for me because of who I am now. And one of the things I learned when I was studying it is that who we are, you're who when you start living with dementia, you're still who you are. So what you enjoyed and what you liked and what you didn't like and all of those things still factor into your day-to-day life. You may not be able to tell us exactly and you may not even know, but it's true. So when I do, when I work with either um, a a facility or more often I find myself working with at-home caregivers and I ask the question, well, what did... Elaborate, what do you mean by home caregivers for those so, that might not know what it means real quick? Sure. So I work mostly with um, relatives of loved ones that have the responsibility of care for their aging adult living with dementia in like their home. Like family care partner type? Yeah, like family care partners. And when I say to them, what, what did mom like to do before the diagnosis? A lot of times it actually brings tears and a lot of times it it almost always there's this huge pause and they have to think about it for a minute because they've honestly forgotten that mom's mom. And then when we dig into that and we start saying, well, mom loves to garden or mom loved. So the, the best exa- example, Francis, probably to help. There was a gentleman that I worked with. He he they hadn't heard his voice. He had he had. He could speak, but he had just chosen not to speak. And I found out that he was a horticulturist and, the, and an arborist, and he loved the outdoors and trees and plants. And Montessori has a beautiful elementary work about, it's a botany work that you 
you match trees, you match plant um, leaves to trees. It's just, and everything in Montessori is so beautiful. Like the work is all, there's no cartoons, like it's real pictures of real trees, like it's just gorgeous. So I made this beautiful work for him and I presented it to him. I, I gave, in Montessori, we give the children a lesson on the materials first and we do that with aging adults too. So I just said, hey, do you wanna do, do you wanna do this with me? This is like this cool thing, do you wanna do this with me? And he sort of didn't say yes, but he at least came over and hung out with me. And I laid it all out and I said, I don't know anything about these trees at all. And I don't know anything about what leaf goes to what tree. Could you help me out? And he started matching them and started talking and started telling stories wow, of so cool trees that he just stories. The staff, this was actually in a facility in a community, the staff were dumbstruck. I mean, they they all stopped and stared yeah. because he he talked like he just went. So then he was every time I came in, he would come right to me and kind of pull on me. And I'd say, yep, I brought it again and we do it over. And then I realized just like with children, when children master a work, we do an extension to it to keep them interested. So he, I could tell that he was really getting way too good at it and he was matching it really quickly. Mm -hmm. So I put it, Mon the Montessori community is super tight. Everybody, all of us Montessorians, we support each other. So I put a call out to the national Montessori people that I know and said, if you live in this area where this tree goes, would you please get me the actual leaf? Cause all I had was pictures wow. or would you get me the pine cone? or would you get me oh, whatever so it is that comes off this tree, a pod or whatever. Uh -huh. And then I put them in a beautiful basket and brought them with me the next time. And then he started to pair the actual physical. And then he, he, he actually became really emotional because having, having the opportunity to touch and feel something that took him to a place that he remembered, it, yeah. it was just, yeah. So those are those are the things, and yeah, little, I love that. that. That just oh, it's so. Cool. I know, don't you? I just get literal goosebumps. I get just goosebumpy because, and it is such an easy thing for yeah. a Montessorian because I've been studying Montessori twenty five years or so more. Um, explain really high level for our audience if they don't know what Montessori even is. That's a good question. Yeah. Super high level. What is Montessori? So Montessori is, uh, it was developed by Maria Montessori, who was the first Italian um, doctor in Italy, 110, they're gonna be mad at me, 110, 115 years ago. Um, <laughs> and she, I don't really remember, um, but it's been around a long time. And she basically, um, she was a doctor, but they, she was a woman and they didn't really dig her being a doctor. So they wouldn't let her be a doctor. They put her in a big gymnasium in a big room with children that they um, that weren't able to function in society. Um, they they had words for them that I can't use. And they were just in this big room walking around doing nothing. And they told her, this is your new thing. This is what you're in charge of. And being a doctor and an observer, she developed what is now Montessori. The first thing she did is made small tables and chairs for them so that they had comfortable furniture to sit at. And to relate that to our aging adults, we know mm -hmm. that their physicality, them being comfortable where they sit 
if they're uncomfortable, they're not going to be able to sit there for very long and concentrate on anything. Right. So the first thing that she did was make small furniture so that they felt comfortable. Then she started making Montessori materials or the Montessori work that if you go to any Montessori school today and you will see this, these beautiful wooden materials that look like really intricate puzzles. They're just gorgeous. They're always, there's no plastic. They're beautiful. Everything's real. So she developed those and within three years of working with these children and working with these Montessori materials, all of that have an end goal. The children don't know what you're working to, but as the adult, you know what you're working toward. And within three years, her children were outscoring yeah. the typically developing children in the neighborhood. That's cool. And so everybody- it's very, it's very much about the whole person. Very much. Um, it's very whole child is Montessori, but but the uh, or at least the original child version of Montessori. Yeah. Um, so the whole person, and that's all the senses. It's the comfort of the chairs. It's the tactile. It's the emotional. It's the creating a safe space for them to say, "I don't want to do that." That's not Absolutely. what we want to work on today. So it's also very individual, right? Yes. And yes. It's, it's purposeful, though. It's purpose driven. It's very purposeful. I, when I first studied early childhood, I, I actually decided for a, a long time that I didn't want to do it because I thought it was so disrespectful. I just I would be in the environment and, and it, of a typical child care center and it just didn't ring true to me. And when I had my own daughter and found Montessori and saw that she had a voice, she could say yes and no, that she was listened to, that they respected her, that her needs were met in a way that that rung true to her that I was like, oh, this is what I have to do um, because it is so respectful. And that everything, so 30 years ago, Montessori was something that hardly anybody knew about. And I was out banging on doors telling people, Montessori for children is the way to do it. It's respectful. It teaches independence, critical thinking. They understand that to be, they understand the need to be part of the greater good. They yeah. have, a, they have, um, a purpose in the classroom. Everybody contributes. We all know that the flowers aren't going to get watered if they don't work together to get them watered. There's just so many things that we do that are beautiful. And I worked for so long and now I feel like I'm beating the same drum for yeah. Montessori for aging. You are. Um, because it is so similar in that it's respectful. It's individualized, yet it's not isolated. So you're able to be an individual, but it's not isolating. One of the things that I give um, in care facilities for aging adults, we have a napkin folding work that we do with toddlers in Montessori. And so I bring that work to care facilities. And if I find somebody that's having a hard time joining dinner, like doesn't want to join the group for dinner back when we could all be in one space having dinner, I would invite her to fold the napkins and lay the napkins out, him or her. And then it becomes a perp it becomes purposeful. They're excited to go to dinner. They start laying. There's sometimes conversations that start to happen that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um, you know, it's not a it's not the end all be all, but I've seen it. It's a I've seen it make changes. Yeah, it's a technique that gets them engaged and has them feeling purposeful. And that's just, just for our viewers, that's just one of many, many, many things. So it, 
really, but participating is something we all want. We all yep. want to feel like we're adding value. And I can tell you a lot of our residents, our houses help set the table and it makes that dining experience so much better because they feel a part of, they're doing things they've always done, right? Set the table. Right. They've done it for a long, long time. And now all of a sudden when you go somewhere, they're supposed to do everything for you, but they don't want that, nor do our residents need that or older adults no. need that. They have to contribute and they have so much still to contribute, albeit we just might have to listen a little harder or look a little deeper to understanding how to get them to contribute. But they are able to contribute, and that I think is something that is lost because we are looking for the fastest, quickest, whatever it may be. So, yeah, and you hit on something, Francis, in, in Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of mm -hmm. Effective People, he talks about being effective over being efficient. Right. And I think many, many times we get in a, a place of moving fast and trying to be efficient about yeah. things. And, and what we're talking about with Montessori and in aging adults is being more effective with Correct. who they are and allowing them to express themselves in a way that they yeah. may can't right now. And, and Lisa, going off of that, I want to dive a little deeper in here. What is, you know, how is this Montessori for aging really having that positive impact. Let's talk about our, our long, our aging community right now, our aging, you know, long-term care, senior care. How, could, how are you seeing this philosophy have a positive impact? And my second thing is more for me is, what about data? You guys, have you guys ever, are you guys able to study like a before and after to see a change? Yes. So I personally, that was part of my, my, two year certification to become a practitioner was mm -hmm. I had to gather data on all of the people wow. that I worked with. Yes. And the interesting thing with Montessori um, with, for aging and what I saw with my people is that when I was working with them consistently, we, it's so hard to know how to phrase it because with children, they're, they're learning. So I, you know, I know that they're learning and they're progressing through the work. Okay. Um, for, for aging adults with memory loss, it's more like you see glimpses of connectedness more often and for longer periods of time. Bright spots. I call them the bright spots or the window. Thank you. Bubbles. Yeah, bright you see these. The you, yep. Right. So you see these lovely bright spots mm -hmm. that tend to start last. I mean, there were people that when I first started working with them, they would only work with me three or four minutes. Yep. Oh, and yeah. by the end, they were working with me at sometimes, you know, 45, 50 minutes, That's which is awesome. just That's an, so inc cool. which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so that that's really what I saw. And there is lot there is data and I could mm -hmm. somehow post it and get all the data. Um, but I would just be curious because I see it myself that this stuff works, but I've never had the ability to really kind of dive into the research on it. I know feel like, I don't know, it'd just be cool to see. That's kind of all. I could definitely, you know, send it to you and you can find a way to get it to people because it is out there. Both the big, both AMI and AMS mm -hmm. Montessori organizations have okay. done um, cool. lengthy studies. Dr. Cameron Camp has done some, Dr. Um, Jennifer Brush has done some. So there are some out there. One of the things that Montessori isn't very great at, we're, we're not very assessment based, even with our even in for the philosophy and pedagogy with children. Mm. Those of us who do it know, we know it works and we gotcha. see the outcome in the children and we don't really spend much time proving it to others. And at almost every Montessori convention that I go to, that's always something that we're all talking about is we have to get better as a community, a Montessori community of showing how amazing what we do yes. is 
for children and for adults with dementia. Because well, I'm it, just going to say that it proves it by simply seeing that spark of joy, that moment, the window moment, the bright spot, the whatever we're going to call it, the moment of recognition or connectedness to them themselves that they haven't had. So my mind, I think that's all we really need in, in senior care because it is so critically important. And yeah. I do want to throw in, I know we're running out of time, but I do want to throw in that the other thing that I've really noticed, and I noticed this in early childhood as well, industries that have a lot of turnover in staff yeah. and early childhood, there's a lot of turnover in early childhood. Um, and that's really difficult for children to have different caregivers. And I noticed that the same is also true in our aging communities and caring for our, our aging adults living with dementia. And one of the things, the, the few communities that I really got to buy in to Montessori and train their staff and do it, they saw their staff satisfaction increasing. Staff, yeah. because they wanna feel purposeful. Yeah. The staff wants to feel like they're doing something and engaging, and Montessori gives you the platform to engage with these people, not just care for them. Yes. So the, the level of interest and engagement went up for staff, and it also went up for the residents, That's which awesome. is a huge win-win. Yeah, I can see that, especially in today's world. And and there's, you know, there are different models that work for different people. So I'm not yep. saying that the models that exist today aren't helpful and working. And um, you can see kind of a maybe a spectrum of the um, the idea of the hands-on engagement, like Montessori, and the very individualized, while you're still working with many people. As yes. right. But also. Um, if you contrast that with where you're just getting fed the activities from a monitor, it, I mean, it, it's you get to each end of the spectrum and somewhere along that spectrum is gonna be perfect for everybody. And I think it's just, um, it's really fascinating what you're doing. I'm thrilled to see it happening. I wish oh, yeah. that I, my parents could have partaken in something like this. Um, but we are getting really close to end of time. So I, one of the questions I want to ask you is what action would you like our listeners to take after hearing this? Um, well, I think just, you know, I, I truly believe that knowledge is power and that just familiarizing yourself with what Montessori is, there's all you have to do is Google Montessori or go to my website. It'll tell you all about what Montessori for aging and dementia is. Um, I just think we have to be really one of the things because of covid and because of the isolation that people are feeling i just wish so badly that i would have been able to get out there more before covid happened so that people had like toolkits for each individual so that in their isolated space they're doing meaningful work they're doing things that give them purpose and they don't feel so isolated so Lisa, i would just invite you to check it out um I see what it's about but maybe there's a way to do that now. We should talk offline, but I've got a few ideas for you because I think there is some opportunity to get those toolkits because I think we're going to need it. We're going to be in this for another 12 to 18 months in our yeah. older adult services. So yeah. I think there is ample time still left for you to have a huge impact because you already are. Like the stuff you are doing, the stories about the, the horticulturalist and, and that stuff, that just is why I, I think we have so much more to offer older adults 
is that if we slow down, we listen because they are who they are and they might just be a little bit different and that difference is okay. But the key point is they are who they are and they can't forget that. And so I, I don't know. I am. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely opportunity to still get that out there. And so what call to action I would give to our audience is if you are in senior care or you're a family caregiver, check out Lisa's website. We'll give you that in a minute. It'll also be in the show notes. But also um, don't let the fact that you don't have it right now stop you even during COVID because there is a way to get this this toolkit to you and design just the right toolkit for for your loved one's needs. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've got to end, Kathy. We can't leave this question out. This is I know. I think I forgot it last uh, time. Yeah, yeah. All right, Lisa. This is this is my favorite question. So standing one year from today, what would you hope that we have all learned? Oh my gosh. The <laughs> list is so long. That's a really tough question. But just around this I hope just concerning Montessori and aging and dementia, I hope that we've all learned to take a breath, understand that it's doable um, and understand that we have the ability, we can make it happen, we can do it. We can make our aging adults have a more purposeful existence. Um, They can be active participants in their own lives if we just give them the tools to do so. So in a year, in a year from now, I hope that it's spread like wildfire and people are 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 doing it all over. That's great. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. And thank you guys. If people want to reach out to you, we have your website here. And your email as well, too. So it's Lisa at Montessori ILC. So make sure you put the double I at the end there. It's not a typo. I had to check it myself a couple I know. times. It's two I eyes. know. Uh, milk was taken. Yeah. We said milk.com was yeah. taken. So no, it's a good, no, it's good. And I think too, is, uh, I, I want people to know, you know, I want, we are at this kind of, I'd say this, this complacency period here of, of not complacency, my thing, but this, this fatigue, I think. Yeah, we're exhausted. And I, and you know, you've got to make sure you do your, your self care refresh and look at these bright spots. Cause when you engage someone and you see such a positive outcome, that can really energize in what you're doing forward. And especially for our direct care frontline staff, a lot of times they might not see those bright spots, but when they do happen, it is really cool. Is. The gifts that you can give back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would also just add to that, that you don't have to start big, start no. small, start with just one older adult yes. and make it manageable because what that's what we can't afford right now is for the staff to be continually overwhelmed. But we start with one thing, and this yep. can actually help ease some of the Absolutely. the anxiety. So yeah. thank well, you so much, Lisa. Really you're so welcome. Thank you so much Lisa, for having thank me. thank you. It's awesome. I love what you're doing. And, um, thank you. We'll have to connect offline, but I think there's that we need your philosophy, your approach is so needed right now, more than ever. So uh, I appreciate awesome. it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody.